I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Arts 96 FM and C103. The Arts House. Brick 
And welcome back to the Arts House on Cork's 96FM and C103. It's Elmery Moe at the microphone with you until 10. Connor Tallon is coming back into studio there now in two seconds with us. But you know, there's actually immediate uh, response to that particular track. NOD texted in. We're just uh, playing music there from Cormac O'Keeve. In fact, that is a brand new single from Cormac O'Keeve. And one of the things we love doing on a Sunday morning is playing music from Cork artists. We have another brand new single coming up a little bit later as well. Um, but isn't that gorgeous? Like the, the lyrics of that actually really resonated with myself and Connor when we were listening to it at home yesterday. If Connor had made it back into studio, uh, he'd have said that as well. Do you know what he's done? He's after going off making me coffee. <laughs> I am ruined. But if you loved the lyrics on that track from Cormac, um, then you can go into Bandcamp and simply search for that track. There must be a catch and up it pops, including an instrumental version, actually, of that piece, which is only one euro to download. Catchy indeed, isn't it? Great to hear new music coming in again. In fact, Cormac O'Keefe, if you heard that this morning and if you're listening in here to the studio with your old guitar. That's what we have to do next and get you there. But I am so thrilled that right in front of me, not with a guitar, <laughs> but with a great big smile and looking glamorous as ever, first thing on a Sunday morning, <laughs> Gina Moxley. Good morning to you. Morning. Yes, morning. Connor's back in again. Well ah, done. Sure, Thanks, we're all Connor. here. We're all here. Listen, uh, you are one of the cast members for... Cork Midsummer Festival's swathe of dramatic productions and you're returning with Kirkadurka, which is super exciting. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's just fantastic to be back in Cork, first of all. Uh, that's my old alma mater across the road, Skullvira. And uh, brilliant to be back working with Pat at Kirkadurka on this. Like, it's such a brilliant uh short story and very dear to an awful lot of people certainly my vintage who would have done it at school yeah, uh, did, guests of the nation yes. I'm not sure if it's still on the curriculum but it's um, very pertinent at the moment certainly because we have a lot of guests of the nation we do we do uh, for a different I suppose it resonates actually in unexpected ways I mean the the purely expected way of course is we're now in what we're calling the decade of centenaries and so yeah. all sorts of centenaries are being marked including of course the war of independence um, during which this particular short story uh, was set was by set, Frank yeah. O'Connor but I suppose guests of the nation in another way yeah it must have come up in conversation in rehearsal did it? It certainly did and I think the decision to do this show was taken well in advance of the war in Ukraine um, but you can't help thinking of neighbours who were previously friends who are now at war so it's uh, Kevin Barry is doing the adaptation and <clears throat> sorry, froggy. And uh, like every day, it becomes more and more pertinent. Unfortunately, um, there's very much an interior side to the story, and that that's kind of the trick, I suppose, or the difficulty in transposing a story to the stage. It's like how how do you negotiate that? Let's just remind people, though, so some people will remember this story from when they were in school and did it as part of their short story selection for exams. Um, and I know as a teenager, it really deeply uh, affected me. I had a fantastic uh, time, you know, with the English programme in school, loved it. And this story kind of 
blew me away as a teenager. I don't know what age was I doing it, like 15 or something? I remember seeing a production of it in the Grand Room in the 1980s. Mark oh, really? Regan was in it and he, he was the the hostage as such, I suppose. Okay. He was the guest of the nation and I, I still remember that production to this day. I'd never heard of it. Mm-hmm. It blew me away. Like, and I was in my mid twenties. Like. Right. So, for people who don't know what the story "Guests of the Nation" is about, let's tell them all. And when we talk about Bonaparte, it's not Napoleon. No. Yeah. There, essentially, there are four characters in our version. There are two Irish soldiers and two British captors, and I think they're not really taking the war seriously. <laughs> you know. It opens up with them playing cards, like, yes. doesn't it? And they're yeah. pals and yeah. they're moved from house to house, safe houses around the country. Um and they become really pally. They teach the English fellas how to do the Siege of Venice and the Walls of Limerick, but the Irish fellas won't do their dances because there's no gyrating below the waist kind of stuff. But they become mates. Like chums, as they say. And then the orders come through that there's a change. They have to be shot because there were some Irish soldiers shot. So this is the response to that. And I guess it just comes down to how do you kill your friend? Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, there's so many levels. I mean, even just throw a stone in West Cork and the the retaliation killings that were taking place at that time. You know, every second parish has a monument or a story about something that happened. But we don't often go back to the truth of the fact of the matter that so many of them knew each other, if not as pals, as acquaintances within the parish or acquaintances in the town. They had dealings with each other. Um. In this story, though, the genius, I think, of the writing of Frank O'Connor is that you talk about how they, you know, were trading sort of cultural um, exchanges of dance and cards. Even the narrator, when the narrator is starting to tell the story, he doesn't say Hawkins. He talks about his captor as Hawkins, you know, and it's even written down and you can see how much time they have spent in each other's company. And it opens up with the basically them talking about how the English soldiers knew the countryside as Better well as than themselves. Them. Yeah. They grew wild like weeds, you know. Um, yeah, it's such a tricky business to transpose a short story to the stage. And I guess what the advantage we have is that there's like the public face of it, the narration of the story, but then you get the interior chaos. You know, that we're going to be traveling from the opera house. So there are two, the first half, the two blocks essentially are in the opera house. And that's kind of setting up the story, a version of it. And the version begins to fragment. And then by the time you get to the Triscoll, like it's pretty chaotic and splintered. And the version of it is not linear. So I think that's um, a real strength of Pat Kiernan's Mm. that he has this kind of sideways look at things and that you're getting an interior version that is quite unusual or you wouldn't have expected to get. Okay, so you've jumped on a little bit there to the fact that, of course, (laughs) we're back with promenade pieces from Corkadurka. And walking around, I mean, like the, um, the passion 
Yeah. Going up Patrick's Hill or the Merchant of Venice, walking Ooh, around the city centre. Clockwork Orange, you know, yeah. the, 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 the lighting crew followed us around the space. I remember right. all of that, you know. Yeah. Or even we were out on Spike walking around yeah. and it, like yeah. Kirkadurka. Watching with sides. the night come down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was in that. It was great. That's yeah. right. Yes. With, you know, with all of the, um, and out in Hall Bolin, um, like all oh, of the site specific works that Kirkadurka do. They're one of the highlights, I think, of the festival for so many people because it takes something that we would have, like we've just been describing this incredible story with all its various amazing layers in the decade of centenaries written by the god of short stories, Frank O'Connor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like we can take layer after layer after layer on this. Then we're going to walk around after Kirkadurka around the streets and be immersed in the play yeah. around the streets of Cork. It's just And I think it becomes a very visceral experience then because you've been given the story mm. essentially in the opera house and part of the story is the moving of these place people from one house to another and I think that your senses are kind of turned on like if you're moving you're being moved as well from one venue to the next so I think it's very clever to disrupt the the public um performance of it to shift people into the interior so and it becomes much darker. Sense of displacement basically. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's unnerving. Like, you know, it, it starts off with this lovely camaraderie around a table playing cards, but then it's like a drone underneath it, that sensation underneath yeah. it, you know, that this isn't real, this friendship. On one level, they have connected. It kind of is though. Yeah. You know, well, but they have they, t- they get their orders. Yes, so juicy trumps mm. friendship essentially, and that's ugly game of cards, you know. Um, I actually can we can I'm interrupting you there now? Of course, you're neither soldier from either side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a woman. <laughs> you're just making the tea. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're not. Come on, do no, you? No, know? I'm not. <laughs> um, but like, why are there four women? Is that what you're asking me? Yeah. Um, I don't honestly know. Um, I don't think any of us are exactly clear why. But I think it's uh, a distancing from the story to have four women present it. Um, it's kind of gas as we have to play cards and it. Sure, none of the women are like any use at poker <laughs> load a gun it's like all the lads zoom in to show you how to do things so there's a different sensibility I'm not saying it goes through to your response to duty but I think it affords an audience a slightly cooler look at the story because it's presented by people women who weren't soldiers or have the likelihood. Well, probably can now, of course. But, um, yeah, I think I'm not exactly sure why it is, but it works. It was a good idea. <laughs> uh, amazing idea, I have to say. Now, what it's like? what is it like rehearsing something like this in advance of being out in the street? Because you can't kind of wander around rehearsing, can you? Well, the street part... I'm not sure what's happening there yet. I think it's quite simply a shifting from the opera house down. So we haven't got to the street bit first or yet. Uh, We've been in the opera house and it's not on 
Well, I can't tell you. You have to save the surprises. Yeah, yes. yes. save yeah. the yeah. surprises. Yeah. 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 But I mean, for you, like, what's the last couple of years been like now? I mean, like, to come into something like this, a big blockbuster with Kirkadurka taking us all over the place again, uh, taking a story that everyone would have known and loved in school or been affected by or connected to, um, and to take it in a, such a, a subversive way, if you like, yeah. uh, is exciting. Um, and I, ma- I imagine a production like this is exciting to work into. Yeah, it certainly is. I mean, the same as anyone, you know, it was like the curtains were closed mm. for a couple of years and now it's like everything is bam, bam, bam all of a sudden. And I've been very lucky to be really busy, like hectic. Everyone is kind of going, wow, this is going very fast again, you know. Everyone's a bit daunted. And uh, even walking around Cork, I see other people making shows and we're all like rabbits in the headlights or, you know, it's like, oh Jesus, it's all going too fast. How are we going to do this? But yeah, I was in Endgame at the gate earlier in the year. I'm like that was, it's such a joy to be in things and see audiences' appetite for theatre again, and uh, just people getting emotional about seeing people, let alone the plays, you know, <laughs> or being part collective experience again. I think Harkadar could do that collective though as well because. The imagination that Pat and the team bring to uh, the interpretation, staging and performance of so many of these plays and exp- it's like it's not just going to a play, going to it's a Kirkadurka show is a whole experience, it isn't is, it? Yeah. Like it yeah. really is event theatre yeah. to... Pushing uh, the boundaries of theatre if you can. Yeah. So, yeah, and we have a great cast on this as well. Amy Conroy, who you probably know is a brilliant performer and writer. Uh, Liz Fitzgibbon and a young actor, Chloe O'Reilly. So, three Corkies and one Kerry woman. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I absolutely know, Gina, that this is going to be one of the highlights of the Cork Midsummer Festival for people. Um, And we're urging people this morning, you know, if you haven't already booked your tickets, to get online and get cracking and do it now. Yeah, Yeah, ASAP, because these are the kind of events, I mean, like, there are people... I mean, to still talk about the Merchant of Venice. Oh, it was fab. You know? I remember it so clearly. Mm. Brilliant. The very first kind of site-specific thing that I remember with Kirkadurka was Phaedra's Love. And like that kind of, you know, yeah. blew us all yeah. away for, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, you know, shocked, shocked everybody. Yeah. And uh, I but think... it also brings you to parts of the city you probably weren't even that familiar with. Exactly. Which is fantastic. Exactly. And so... I have to say a big shout out to Lorraine May. Of yes. Cork Midsummer, who's put together a brilliant program. In fact, in a few four minutes, we're going to be chatting to Lorraine ah, May. So, uh, yeah, we're going to get her on the phone now in a couple of minutes. But listen, Gina Moxley, it's been such a pleasure oh. having you in the studio. Thank Thanks you so, so much. I braved the marathon for this, <laughs> I'll have you know. Not just the rain. <laughs> you weren't tempted to throw on a singlet and well, I elbow your way to the front? between the runners. So <laughs> Taking your life in your hands. For my <laughs> Gina, thanks a million. Thanks a million. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Arts House on Corks 96 FM and C103. Girls are on the rise, picking at the fishing nets and circling the skies. I stood on the stern, I could see you by the pier. Watch you fall into your knees as I held back the tears. I'd be away for six months and maybe even more if the nets kept coming empty. We might never see the shore. My dear, you know I'll miss you And I know you're with my child Let's hope the halls are plenty So I'll be back in time Cast off, take me back Cormoran Blisters on my fingers and my back about to break The salt withered my skin, my stench hung in the air The nets kept coming empty but they brimmed without despair I lay awake at night, picturing your face In the portrait on the mantel, above our fireplace I knew that you were lonesome and you knew that I was too I dreamt the tides were turning, directed me I saw the lines tied in Pulling hard with weary arms Trying to haul it in Two weeks on the hose full And we were homeward bound Heading back to my love Back to my fishing town
coming from his album on Ether and Air. That's Cork's John Black Cormorant there. Absolutely love that song. And we enjoy always on a Sunday morning celebrating our wonderful Cork singers, songwriters, artists and theatre directors and everything. So uh, wishing John all the best of luck with that. You can check out his website for his upcoming gigs across the summer. And don't forget this morning we are celebrating the music of the movies with the Cork Concert Orchestra. We have a VIP pair of balcony tickets for you this morning along with a €100 restaurant gift card so you can make an absolutely incredible night out of music from the movies. It's going to be absolutely stunning. I cannot wait to do MC for that concert. Really, really looking forward to it. If you want to be in with a chance to win those tickets, all you have to do is remember that we started off music uh, this morning from Raiders of the Lost Ark. The question is, which actor played Indiana Jones and text WhatsApp me your answer with your name and details, of course, to 0833-969696. But on the subject of celebrations, it is a pure and total joy to welcome onto the phones Lorraine May, Director of Cork Midsummer Festival. Good morning, Lorraine. Good morning. How are you? Oh, listen, can you hear the smile in my voice that despite the rain, and I, my heart goes out to everyone who's doing the marathon today, just unlucky. But I know that the months of training that has gone into it will make them all reach the finish line. And that must be what it's been like for you, this kind of long marathon of keeping a festival going. And now it's finally reaching the finish line back on the streets in person. Yes, that's actually a really good way of describing it. Um, so we, we had two years, obviously, of, of uh, mostly online events, which were fantastic. And, you know, we, we reached a lot of new audiences and it was brilliant to be working with artists in that way. Um, but we're thrilled to be back to a, a fully live festival um, with events happening everywhere from warehouses to forts to theatres to galleries, literally all across the city. The whole city will come alive with the festival over, over the two weeks. It really will. And, you know, when you go onto the website for the Midsummer Festival, the home screen is like a cinema trailer. It just all looks so fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's hugely exciting. I mean, we have some brilliant um, international work, which is, is sort of featured very heavily in that trailer. Um, we have a show in The Everyman called Frankenstein, How to Make a Monster, which is just astonishing. Um, I saw it in, in Edinburgh a few years ago. We planned to bring it in 2020, and we held on to it. Uh, that's, that's how much we wanted to present it in Cork. Uh, brilliant one for young people. Everything they do is with their voices. Uh, you, you literally won't be able to believe it when you're watching the show on The Everyman stage. It's amazing. We also have Gaia, which also features in that video a big installation, seven metre installation of the earth, uh, a sculpture that'll, that'll be down in, in, uh, in Cove in the cathedral there. Brilliant one for families. Uh, so yeah, we've, we've loads happening. That Gaia one actually, um, it really looks like the most incredible installation. I don't think, I imagine that even the photographs and videos of it don't really truly do it justice and the effect it kind of has on people when they see it. This is on international tour. Yes. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, I saw, I had seen pictures of it and I saw a video of it and then I went to see it myself and it, you know, it, it, it pales in comparison to, to just looking at it online. It's really beautiful. Um, and I stayed for a while. Uh, it was, it was in this hall in Ipswich that I thought at another festival and I stayed for a while there just watching people coming and going and with families coming and going and sitting down and, you know, taking pictures and like it's really awe-inspiring and, and there's a beautiful soundtrack that goes along with it as well so you can literally sit there and sort of contemplate the world, you know, for a while. But it's, it's really amazing to see it right there in front of you because, the, the, you know, the installation is made um, with, with imagery, you know, NASA, NASA imagery. So it actually is, you know, it is the Earth that you're looking at and it's just, it's, it's stunning to see it like that. 
um, intimidating, I suppose, awe-inspiring. You know, when we use the word awesome, it's thrown around so much now, but that that truly, truly will. One of the exciting yeah. things about Midsummer all the time, Lorraine, is the opportunity you have, I suppose, and the position you're in to be able to commission and support new work, not just to buy in international productions, but to actually commission incredible pieces that would not otherwise take place. Yeah, um, I mean, at the heart of what we do is, you know, supporting new work, developing new work, commissioning it, and particularly work by Cork artists. So we have a big focus on, you know, on, on artists who are based in Cork, who are from Cork. Um, this year we have a couple of new commissions. One is with John O'Brien, uh, and it's called Ecclesiastes, and, and we commissioned this last year. It's going to be a, a brilliant show in the Triscoll. Uh, it's for an actor and a quartet. Uh, so um, it'll combine Derville Crotty, who'll be the actor, and the Carducci Quartet, and John's, you know, wonderful composition. He's also written a script for that as well. And it's quite dark, but also very funny. Uh, a real, it'll be a real sort of brilliant moment, you know, in the centre of the festival. We've also commissioned a work by um, Tolu McKay, the singer. Uh, and she's doing a new sort of um, hybrid music, theatrical work. Uh, and that's very much a space where the festival is in as well. This sort of blurring of lines, you know, it's kind of music and theatre and visual art and but there's theatricality to it so it's, it's you know it's it's really exciting actually um and uh you know you're you're always gonna you're always gonna experience something different i guess at the festival as well and that's something that we that we really support to new work um and exciting risk-taking work as well yeah i love it and you like you're keeping people like john mccarthy very busy aren't you yes <laughs> <laughs> absolutely can t- tell us a little bit about whale at the cork opera house so Wales, so John McCarthy, um, so he has two pieces uh, in, the, in the festival this year. Uh, one is Humans, um, a robot musical, which is, you know, produced by Graffiti Theatre and in partnership with the Everyman, and that'll be up at Graffiti. And then the other is Wales. So he has a, he has a show for children and then a show for adults. Um, and Wales is a uh, mixture of, of theatre and song. Um, and, you know, it's really about connection. Uh, and it'll be a really beautiful piece in the Opera House. That's towards the... the second weekend of the festival. Now, Peter Power is the Midsummer Festival artist in residence. And, you know, I guess it's kind of tough in a way. He would have been, I presume, being installed as artist in residence in 2020. And he's almost been like on hold or on ice, if you like, uh, waiting for in-person stuff again. Absolutely. So he became artist in residence in July 2019. Um, and I suppose his first festival would have been 2020 and then 2021 because it's normally a two year engagement. Um, but he's, you know, he's stuck with us for obvious reasons yeah. given the pandemic. Um, but yeah, very difficult, you know, um, uh, like lots of artists, you know, you have, have lots of plans and projects and, you know, everything was sort of taking off for lots of people in 2019 and all of that had to go on hold. Um, but he's actually developed some really brilliant projects as well, I think, you know, um, like there's a, a project that he's working on that we, we sort of showed a little bit of last year and the year before called Shelter in Place, which is, you know, really about um, people, people's spaces, where they live, uh, inequality, you know, how all of that looks. Um, and, uh, and a VR piece as well, you know, lots of, lots of brilliant kind of technology in there. But we're thrilled that he can be back this year with uh, his own live, uh, you know, event in the festival um, with, um, with Afterlight. Um, and this is really a walking tour of the city, but with, the city is the character itself. Um, so it's an audio tour, but you'll see visual installations. There'll be all sorts of things happening along the way. It'll give you a totally new uh, set of eyes of freshness in terms of how you see the city at night, who uses it. 
um, you know, what the stories are, who the people are, all of that. That one, I would highly recommend that event. It's going to be brilliant. It's not the only event that will have people across the streets as we were chatting to Gina Moxley there. Kirk Adirk are going to have us walking around. I see the Crosstown yep. Drift is already sold out, which is really, really wonderful. Um, but yep. there is another version of kind of discovering the city at night time with teens. What's that one? That's right. That's right. Um, so another thing that the festival does is a lot of participatory and socially engaged work. And essentially what that means is that we work with communities and people and teenagers to develop shows. Um, so this year we're doing one called Night Walks with Teenagers. And uh, there's a company from Canada who we've worked with before. So they've previously presented Haircuts by Children, uh, which is exactly what it says in the tin a few years ago at the festival before my Yikes. time. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. now they're back to do this show. And uh, it's, it's really, again, it's going to give us a glimpse of uh, I guess teenagers and their city at night um, and their city after dark and the whole idea is that we see the city through their eyes um, and what I think is, is really brilliant about that is obviously it, it sort of gives us a chance to you know go back to our, our younger days um, but it also gives us a sort of a glimpse of the future as well you know these are teenagers that are from Cork you know this is their city these are their hopes this is their place you know and just what they think and what they think about the future which I think is lovely. I love the fact that one of the things you've kept this year as well is, are the art gifts. Uh, that was hugely successful in a way of uh, making connections and sort of, it was like sending an art performance telegram to somebody that you loved. And people can still do that this year. There's 10 artists who are going to be yes. out and about who will come and perform in your garden or you know, outside in the footpath outside your house or whatever like that. And a lovely way still of keeping some of those things that worked as new creations from before. Yeah, and this is where, you know, there's silver linings to everything, you know. Um, like we, we learned a lot more about how to engage with people and you know, this idea of going to where people live and where people are, it's, it's wonderful to come and gather together in a theatre and, you know, we all miss that. But some of the things that I think we'll keep is, you know, this idea of things coming to you and and also, you know, lots of people aren't ready necessarily to go back into theatres, either into galleries where there's lots of people and we're really conscious of that. And also, loads of people didn't get the opportunity uh, to do an art gift last year, so they really wanted a second shot at us. And, uh, and they're flying, by the way, if anyone is interested in, in booking an art gift, there's very few left, actually. Um, but this idea of, you know, engaging artists to go to somebody's house and you open the door and you don't know what's going to be on the doorstep and you open it and there is a performance for you and whoever is, is in your house is just a really um, exciting way to experience the festival, you know, from your own home. And also it's really brilliant for the artists as well. Uh, they got a lot out of it last year uh, in terms of it's, it's a totally new kind of engagement. You know, a lot of artists would be used to being on stage and, you know, sort of performing in that way. But this is literally just you, you know, kind of one-on-one or one-on-five, whoever's in your, you know, in your house at the time, uh, which is a which is a totally different um, experience. So it's, it's transformative, I think, for the audiences and for the artists who get an awful lot out of it as well. There's so much happening, Lorraine. It's impossible. And I think it would be like reading the phone book for us to sort of uh, try and list every event uh, this morning. And we'd just drown the listeners in information. But the, yes. the most important information for people to take from our chat while we're working away is now is the time, if you haven't already done so, to go onto the Cork Midsummer Festival website, which is simply Cork Midsummer dot com and start clicking through the productions whether it's going to a music gig whether it's exploring what's happening in dance whether you want to check out any of the family events um even events for the tiniest tiniest people biog i see is on the mm-hmm. list as well mm-hmm. 
yes, yes. Uh, so they have a um, a new show, um, uh, uh, blue bluebells and uh, butterflies. And, Butterflies, thank yes. you. That escaped me just there for a second. Yeah, so they have a new one. So like you say, it's, it's literally from zero, you know, all the way up. There's shows for everyone. And the other thing that I really want to mention that we're very excited about this year, just in terms of that all ages piece, um, is uh, a parade. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> so this is the first year I'm so excited about this because we've we wanted to do a parade for years. I think festivals and parades, you know, they just really go together. Um, and it's that kind of moment of celebration on the streets for a city you know, this this sort of declaration of festivities happening in a city. So we have one on Midsummer. Um, and we're working with, <clears throat> excuse me, Cork Community Art Link. So we're going to have over 100 participants, uh, some lovely floats, costumes for all ages, a real opportunity to bring everybody together on the streets. Uh, so we're really looking forward to that. That is going to be just a phenomenal night. Uh, it's the Tuesday night this year. Midsummer is, of course, the 21st of June. The festival saddles on either side of that. But there is a sort of a special uh, frenetic wonder and joy in the dancing around the fires on the beaches that happens in various places around Ireland. And to celebrate Midsummer itself, uh, the summer solstice with a, a big parade in Cork Community Art Link with their floats and puppets and people wearing masks and you know what a joy to do something like that yeah yeah no definitely and I feel you know that kind of moment again we wanted to market you know for for a few years uh you know this idea of having this just this big celebration that everyone can join in um on you know so um so we're hoping to see lots of people there on on Tuesday evening and it's at seven o'clock um it starts around then so you know for smaller kids as well they should still be able to make it uh, absolutely. Listen, Lorraine May, director of Cork Midsummer Festival, whether it's theatre, dance, music, visual arts, things that people can see, you know, premieres or spectacles and circus and the whole lot of it. Cork Midsummer Festival is really just electrifying this year. It's just wonderful to see it back. Kicking off on the 15th of June and running right the way through to the 26th. It's a big spread of a programme, isn't it? It is. It is a big spread of a programme and it's, um, it's very exciting. It's going to be coming at people everywhere, which is great. <laughs> That's the way to do it. That's what we want, yes. you know. And, yes. um, I love the fact that the programme this year just has so many things that people will be coming away from with lifetime memories. A couple of the things we've touched on there, um, like from Kirkadurka to Gaia to so many others in the parade, um, these are the memories that families are going to have forever. Do you remember when? So it's mm-hmm. really exciting to see things like that back on the street again. Lorraine May, thank you so, so much. Thanks a million. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break. And we'll be back with more music after this. Quartz 96 FM and C103. The Arts House. And you're very welcome back to the programme. Now, don't forget that incredible competition we have for you this morning here on Cork's 96FM that you can win VIP balcony tickets to see the Cork Concert Orchestra celebrate a glorious night of m- movies, music in Cork City Hall on the 18th of June. Tickets in the meantime are available on Eventbrite, but if you are the winner this morning, a VIP pair of balcony tickets and a voucher for €100 Euro restaurant gift card so you can choose where to dine and and celebrate and uh, treat yourself to a really royal, royal time. Uh, we started off this morning with music from Raiders of the Lost Ark. So your question all morning has simply been, which actor plays Indiana Jones? And all you have to do is send your name 
and your details and that answer to text or WhatsApp 0833 96 96 96. And uh, of course, right throughout the morning as well, we've been celebrating Cork singers and songwriters and new music from Cormac O'Queeve earlier on and John Black a little while ago. Fiona Kennedy joins me on the line this morning with a brand new single. Morning, Fiona. Good morning, Henry. How are you? Well, listen, I am just full of the joys of spring. Sure haven't I been talking about Kirkadurka taking us all over Cork again. How amazing is that? We Tommy Tiernan's wife, Yvonne, on earlier on chatting about that brilliant concert in the Sea Church in Ballycotton coming up uh, later on this week. And we had music as well from John Black and everything. I mean, like, it's literally incredible music everywhere. So why wouldn't we be happy? It's fantastic. <laughs> I know. Brilliant. It is brilliant. And here you are again with a brand new single again. Yes, and uh, I am going to be performing that new single live in the White Horse next Friday night, uh, the 10th of June. So I'm hoping that uh, we'll have lots of people there to hear us. Um, got a great lineup. We're going to have a kind of a three-piece at the beginning, myself and Ilza Desire on cello and John McGrath on guitar for the first half of the gig. And then the second half, the full band will be on stage and we'll be rocking it up. And you can get your tickets on Eventbrite or on the uh, the White Horse Facebook page or our website, wherever. So it's going to be a great night, Elmer. It really, really is. Sure, listen, uh, your output over the last number of years has just been incredible. And I'm so thrilled and joyful for all of your success. Tell me about the story, a background to this track, all together now that we're going to hear. Well, um, I recorded it with Christian Best. And he did a wonderful job. Um, it, the song I wrote about a kind of a deja vu moment that I had uh, when I was playing in New York many years ago. And I walked in to uh, the dressing room in a club called CBGB, which was a very famous club in the 80s. Uh, I think Madonna was discovered there and we were playing there. And uh, it just gave me this feeling of the college bar. And like all those years later now, uh, it's sort of, I thought of that moment and the song just happened. And it's like those days when we were playing in the college bar, there used to be about 10 or 11 guitars. We'd all be singing all the songs of the day, the needle and the damage done, the horse with no name, those tunes yeah, and yeah. everybody singing. Sure, I mean, my degree was in uh, languages and there was no thought of, <laughs> no thought of yeah. study at all. It was all about music. And uh, the song just came then uh, the last year, and I, I'm really happy with the recording of it. Um, like you're one of the debut airings of the song, so I'm hoping people will like it. It's got a good chorus to it. I played it in the uh, Sisters Park last Sunday afternoon. Everybody was singing along, so we're we're sort of I'm hoping now that everybody will sing along on Friday night in the in the White Horse as well. And I've got lots of other gigs uh, up and coming as well and uh, I'll be keeping people informed as time goes by. But this one is a kind of a special song, all right. It's really about my past and all the people that w- might remember me from those days, you know, in the 80s and the 90s, people that used to come to my gigs, like, you know, they're always saying, God, I remember you in long ago and, you know, <laughs> they might resonate now with this song. Ah, Fiona, gee, because you're making yourself out to be like from the ark. Get away out of that. But listen, the best of luck to you with the gig <laughs> in the White Horse on Friday night. Uh, we're going to enjoy playing this song now and I know that by the time it finishes, people will be singing along with it. It's great sentiments and I think you'll have brought back lots of memories for people in their own college bar days. The song is called All Together Now. Fiona Kennedy, thanks a million. Thank you.
KGB And I felt a strange familiar feeling When I walked into the dressing room one night And it took me back To the college bar Music and love That's what life was for We were singing singing along with that. Fiona, that is such a catchy song. Well done. All together now, great to hear uh, music from Fiona Kennedy. Andrew says as well, there's a couple of texts coming in actually. Um, Andrew says, great memories of going to hear her in the Grand Parade Hotel. Great to hear her new material. Yes, I totally agree. In fact, a couple of people texting in about Fiona Kennedy and uh, quite a number of texts in about Tommy Tiernan's wife Yvonne, who was our first guest on the programme earlier on this morning. Sounding amazing with the uh, the group The Rains also singing on Friday night but they're in the Sea Church in Ballycotton so I uh, hope that goes well for them. Okay, the Cork Harbour Festival despite the weather is up and running.
Have you gone away for just I, in case I eat I'm up gonna let all the, the time? I'm going to let the computer, computer do its thing there now in right, a second. You yeah. let me know when you have a winner. I will. Okay, yeah. when the computer has chosen a winner between now and then, I'm trying to try and get as many events that are actually taking place in the Cork Harbour Festival. As you said earlier on, you didn't want to drown people in details, and I was thinking of the Harbour Festival. There's <laughs> 50 events, right, over 15 different venues. What I've done is I've chosen the ones that are free, okay, uh, except for the first one, which is only three euro, which is practically free, which is a guided tour of Elizabeth Fort every day at one o'clock to quarter to two. Like, I mean, it is the best preserved urban artillery fortification in the country. All right. 17 centuries, just in one go, one o'clock today, every day, right through to the 13th. Uh, Family orienteering every day, 10 o'clock in the morning, Marlogue Wood in Cove, this morning, they're getting, they're gathering. Black Rock Village Car Park tomorrow. Next weekend, two more venues, Fitzgerald's Park, Corabini Woods. On to try sailing. Do you want to just try sailing with the RCYC? Midday, today, <laughs> just sailing at some of the world's oldest yacht club, right? Just go along there, midday today, and try it out. It's free. Just look up CorkHarborFestival.com and you get the information. Or would you like to go for a marine life discovery beach walk today at three o'clock? Just go to Cuskinny Beach in Cove, all right? On to maybe seven, five o'clock this afternoon, discover the moon out in Black Rock Castle and its seas, including the Sea of Tranquility. <laughs> These are all free. Again, just go to Black Rock Castle Observatory. Or, this is amazing, on the 9th, of, that's Thursday next, at six o'clock, also in Black Rock Castle Observatory, Karen Weeks, the first Irish woman to, to row solo and unsupported across the Atlantic Ocean, will be giving us a talk wow. about her experience, wow. right? Now, if that's not enough, you can make your own boat. Just go to the lock also on Thursday at half past six and make your own model boat in the company of Mehel Mara and Kieran McCarthy. I'm telling you, there's tons. There's tons. absolutely tons, tons, tons. Harbourfestival.com. Uh, thank you indeed to all our guests this morning and well done to the computer has just picked Claire Butcher and Riverstick uh, who's just won those VIP tickets to the Cork Concert Orchestra in City Hall on June the 18th. If you'd weren't successful this morning and I, my heart is broken because I'm recognising like so many names. I can't do Wayne's roll call. There's so many of them this morning. Um, the tickets for eva- are available on Eventbrite for that concert in the meantime. But for myself, from Connor, from all our guests, listen, you can catch the podcast a little bit later on this afternoon and uh, tune in to what we were chatting about if you missed it earlier on. Yeah, uh, I'd like to catch you just to hear what I said. <laughs> <laughs> That's it from the two of us. We'll chat to you next week. Quartz 96FM and C103. The Arts House with Griffin's Potatoes. Straight from our soil to your table. Griffin's Potatoes are simply nutritious and delicious. A clash of powerful women. Two of Ireland's greatest singers. Tara Arocht and Anna Devon. Stars Mary Queen of Scots and Queen Elizabeth in Donizetti's powerful and lyrical Maria Stuarda. From the Olivier Award-winning Irish National Opera at Cork Opera House on June 15th and 16th. Tickets from €35, additional fees may apply. See irishnationalopera.ie. Supported by the Arts Council. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. 
Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.